Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, and welcome to In the Field, a weekly podcast by IB Times UK. Each week, we speak to journalists, activists, and aid workers who are at the heart of the global stories that matter. This week we turn to the tiny West African nation of the Gambia, which made the news back in December when its leader, Yahya Jammeh, did something fairly unprecedented for an authoritarian African dictator. He lost an election, then he agreed to accept the result and stand down. Jammeh congratulated Adama Barrow, a businessman and former London security guard, and wished him well. A peaceful democratic transition in Africa, it all seemed a bit too good to be true, and so it proved when just a few days later, Jammeh reversed his decision. Suffice it to say that his U-turn didn't go down well, prompting the Gambia's neighbour, Senegal, to threaten military action if Jammeh didn't stand down. The head of the Gambian military, meanwhile, said that they would not fight Senegalese soldiers if they entered the country. Holed up in the Gambian consulate in Dakar, Barrow was sworn in as president, and soon after Jammeh left for Equatorial Guinea, reportedly cleaning out the country's coffers of over 10 million US dollars and shipping his luxury cars out of the country. Barrow remains in Dakar, and our reporter, Ludovica Yacino, is there. She is joined by Gambian journalist Saini M.K. Morena, who was forced to flee Gambia two years ago for Senegal after he was accused of promoting false news. OK, so I'm here with Ludovica, our reporter who's on the ground in uh, Senegal. Ludo, can you tell us a little bit about what's going on? I know um, Adana Barrow is still in the country. Um, when's he expected to be heading back to the Gambia? So at the moment, it's not clear. It seems like he's likely to go maybe tomorrow or Wednesday. However, he hasn't made any official statement yet, so we're all waiting uh, for more information. Uh, his uh, top advisor, Mr. Fatti, told me yesterday that the leader is eager to go back home as soon as possible. So we're thinking maybe this week. So why, why is he waiting so long, given that the previous, uh, the previous guy has left now? So, I mean, he's uh, in the car at the moment and he's quite busy because he's due to elect his new cabinet. He's working with second elite officials and aid um, organizations to repatriate thousands of Gambians. And yesterday it emerged that new West African troops uh, advanced in Banju to make sure the situation is completely safe for Barrow um, to go back to the country. So he's probably waiting until troops give him the go-ahead. And I mean, when we're talking about safety, we mean presumably from like Jameh loyalists, people who, who don't want Barrow to take over. 
Yes, exactly. I mean, uh, I've been speaking to lots of people, uh, lots of Gambians, you know, who fled uh, in the past few weeks, and they are all saying that, you know, they are very happy that Jammeh has left the country, but that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, the country is completely safe because there, there, are, there are, you know, loyalists that are still in the country, and they haven't been held accountable for what they did, you know, in the past 22 years. So it's it's quite, you know, complicated. And for those readers that don't know much about this part of West Africa, the, the thousands of Gambians that are currently in, in uh, Senegal, what, why did they leave? What kind of, what kind of uh, country were they leaving? Okay, so the, there, are, there is a distinction here to make. There are Gambian expats and Gambian refugees. So the Gambian expats are those who have been uh, living here for, yeah, I don't know, two, three, five years, and they all fled the Gambia fearing for the safety. These people are activists, uh, politicians, um, journalists like Sine, who's here with me today, and they all left their families back in the Gambia and relocated um, to Senegal because they felt it was safer. Um, the refugees are those who fled uh, in the past few weeks because uh, when Jamme uh, announced he was not going to step down, they thought, um, you know, that the, the political crisis was going to escalate into a violent repression. So they, they fled en masse into Senegal. And, I mean, Senegal has been the, the number one destination for Gambians for decades. Um, so, it's, you know, it's the, it's the country that pretty much surround the Gambia, so it's the first destination. And why do these, um, the refugees that have left in the last few days, is it a tribal thing? Is like Jamez tribe and Barrow's tribe different and that's why they were fearing reprisals or were they just scared of a war breaking out generally? The, I mean, the, the, there, there are ethnic tensions in the country, and Jamme has been often accused of, you know, um, promoting hate speech and even sparking um, sort of ethnic um, violence. Uh, but the main reason why the Gambians fled this time, it was because they, they, they were scared that a war could break in the country. Right, I see. Because from from the very early on, it seemed like that the army in Gambia weren't going to back uh, Jamme anyway, because they said that you know they were going to respect the results of the election, which is strange actually in in a, in a West African country. Yes, I mean uh, this, this story, this whole story is incredible because you have, I mean, at the end, Jamme. Uh, had no one backing him. And the army uh, at the beginning, it was a bit confusing because the army at the beginning uh, said they pledged alliance to Barrow. Then for a brief moment, they said that they were going to follow Jamme. And then once again, they said that, no, they were, going, they were not going to fight West, Africa, West African troops that had entered the country to forcibly remove Jamme. Um, but, you know, this is, this is quite incredible because they have managed to resolve the issue peacefully. And tell me, you're in Dhaka now, obviously. Senegal is presumably very a very big player in the Gambia because it surrounds it. Um, but are people on the streets of Dhaka, are they, are they talking about what's going on in the Gambia? Um, yes, I mean, I have been, you know, um, taking cabs every day now for the, for the past two days. Uh, like, and I could, I could hear on the radio that, you know, uh, it's all about Adama Barro and all about Jamme and all about Senegal and Gambia relations and Senegalese troops in the Gambia. And, you know, people also on the streets are very much involved. And, you know, the streets of Dakar are full 
with Gambian refugees at the moment. It's not just people on the border, it's people who also have traveled all the way to Dakar. And where are they all, where are they all living? Where are they all sleeping? So, so because, you know, there are lots of Gambian expats in the, in the country, there are people who have relatives and friends. So if they're lucky, they can say, uh, you know, with these people. I have met, unfortunately, unfortunately, I have met people who have also been living on the street and people uh, who have, you know, who have been living in temporary shelters. And are they expecting to stay long term or are they hoping to go back in the next few days? Okay, mixed feelings here. Uh, everyone is happy that Jamie is gone, and everyone thinks that the Gambia is on the right way towards uh, democracy and, you know, and peace and respect for human rights. However, you know, the, uh, rightly so, I would say some people have pointed out that because their leader Barrow is still in the car, they don't feel that it's safe enough for them to return. However, um, there, there are thousands of people, you know, who, who were stranded at the border have, you know, made their way back. And Mr. Fati, Adam Abaro's top advisor, told me yesterday that um, they think in the next three or four days they're hoping to um, repatriate all the Gambians who were fled in the past two weeks. I mean, you've covered Africa a lot. You, you cover Rwanda, you cover other countries where succession is a very big, big issue. It's quite fascinating, really, in this case, that it has been almost, I mean, touch wood, almost a peaceful transition of power in, in a country from dictatorship to democracy. I mean, that's very rare for, for Africa. Yes, it is very rare. It is fascinating. I think we are witnessing history here, and not just for the Gambia, but for West Africa and African in general. That's what everyone keeps saying, that, you know, this is an example um, for other leaders as well. And we're all very interested in, in what, it, what it is to be a journalist there now. I mean, it must be quite chaotic, right? There's a lot of press from all over the world there. What, what's, what's the atmosphere like? Are there, are there loads of journalists everywhere? I mean, there are. They're also about to leave the country. And I think the next big story is, is in the Gambia uh, because, I mean, now everyone is going back. Barro most probably will go back this week. So it's quite interesting. I think lots of journalists are, are making their way to Gambia, which now is safer, considering the fact that, that Jammeh is gone. And um, so they, they want to probably follow up and see, you know, how how the country is now um, Yes, I mean, it is quite hectic. Uh, people are willing to talk. And this, this is also very beautiful because you notice how all these, you know, refugees, uh, even young, very young people, still students, um, have a deep understanding of the dynamics of the country and of the relations between Senegal and Gambia. And everyone has strong opinions. Everyone is hopeful, but they're also very much aware that it is a long way to go. For to achieve a new Gambia, as they say. And what's the kind of challenges as a reporter working in, in, in West Africa? Are there any specific challenges? I mean, you've worked in other countries, but in, in Africa, but are there any specific to, to this story? Um, I mean, uh, I would say 
well, stories are time sensitive, obviously. I would say the only thing at the moment is, um, you know, the fact that you you might have to wait a long time, especially, you know, when you want to talk to officials, and especially in this case, when it comes to Barrow, he's very busy at the moment, and he's sorting out so many things before he's able to go back to, to Gambia. So it's, it's difficult to get hold of them and, you know, to try and get an interview and try to get statements. I would say at the moment, this is, this is the most challenging thing. And so you were going to pass us over to Sane because he was going to tell us a story about um, why he left um, Gambia in the first place, um, which is fascinating. You're working with Sane at the moment. So is he, is he around? Yes, yes, he's here. Thanks very much, Lido. Hello. Hi, Sane. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And you? Yeah, really well, thanks. We're, we're really interested... Um, to kind of hear your perspective on this because of course you are from the Gambia but you left uh, how many years ago? Uh, two years ago. Two years ago. So I mean if you could just tell us what it was that that, that made it necessary for you to leave. Yeah, um, thank you again. I left the Gambia in November 2014 after I was um, acquitted and discharged by a court. I was um, arrested um, and charged with publication of false news. Uh, with intent to cause uh, fear and alarm to the public by the uh, former regime of President Yaya Jame. Um, I am one of those uh, remaining uh, critical journalists, independent journalists of the Gambia. I write a lot about uh, politics. I also write about uh, human rights violations that uh, the regime has been doing since they came to power in 1994. Uh, so, based on my work as an independent journalist, I was a target of uh, um, intimidation and harassment by the states until December 2013, when I covered uh, a political rally by the, uh, the, uh, the former opposition leader, who is now probably will be in Barrow's government, lawyer Usenu Dabo. Um, at the said political rally, some youth um, uh, supporters of the ruling party, uh, now the opposition, I would say, of uh, former leader Jamme, defected. So I wrote that story and published it in our uh, independent newspaper uh, called The Voice. Uh, I was arrested with my editor for weeks and then taken to court and charged. So basically, um, I went to the court for 11 months. Uh, during the process, the uh, prosecution uh, called in witnesses. And then later, uh, my counsel, who was my attorney, filed a no-case counsel submission. And I was eventually uh, free by the court because the court said there was no enough evidence to secure my um, my conviction. Right. And then the state was not happy about this. And then I was again a target. Uh, they wanted to arrest and appeal against my case. And then due to fear of my life, I escaped to Senegal. And secondly, too, the judge handling my case was also uh, was also dismissed for uh, accusing me in the criminal trial the state accused me of. So basically, um, I'm not the first Gambian journalist who fled the Gambia. I fled with over 100 other journalists who, since 94, could not work in the Gambia because of the repressive media environment. Uh, Gambia is one of those countries with draconian media laws, including law on the uh, sedition, uh, law on defamation, uh, criminal libel, and these are uh, charges which could, these are, yeah, I can say these are charges which, which could, in fact, be civil. But in Gambia, these are criminal charges, you know. So this is 
media situation, and we hope and pray that the incoming government, with uh, promise for press freedom, freedom of the media, uh, that will be guaranteed. We hope and pray that uh, the new government will ensure and so that uh, journalists are protected and right to information is available at all costs. Mm, and tell me, so tell me, you must have been watching the elections. Were you surprised when uh, when Barrow won? Yes, I, I, I have been monitoring the elections. I covered the election. I spent a lot of sleep, sleepless nights uh, because I have thousands of followers on Facebook who look up to me for information. So I keenly monitor everything that is going in the Gambia from uh, pre to post electoral crisis that we're still witnessing. Uh, so basically, uh, it was not an easy job. Uh, there was an instance when the former president had to shut down the uh, internet gateway uh, because he feel that uh, doing that will make him control free flow of information. So then that was one of my challenging moments to work as a journalist. And people Thousands in their numbers were all glued on my Facebook to hear what I will write about uh, what was going in the Gambia then. So basically, it was not an easy tax, but we were able to bypass the government and provide people with timely information that has um, positive impact on their livelihood and help to save our democratic credentials. So tell me, when you, when you, when you finally return to Gambia, how will that feel? I mean, you've been away for two years, so I mean, yeah. you must be excited. Yeah, the, yeah, the feeling, still I'm feeling very emotional uh, since uh, uh, since Barrow was declared winner uh, on December 1st, uh, sorry, December 2nd, and then Jamme after one week rejected it, you know, I received a lot of calls, uh, it, emotional calls, when, when are you returning home, when are you coming, and still when Jamme left, the people keep texting me on social media, calls are coming, when are you returning? We, we miss you, we want to see you back in the country. Because one of the success uh, stories about me that I would tell you is that since I came into exile here, I have adjusted myself to uh, the current ch challenges that I face, and I was able to build my capacity, uh, become a very a strong journalist who will do everything to ensure that the information that Gambia that was that was restricted by the former regime, you know, is 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 open up while I was in Dakar here. So basically, um, I was doing all I can to ensure that uh, people in the Gambia are informed about what is happening there because the media, the local press, there not to cover certain critical stories because of fear of going to jail, fear of being killed, or fear of you know going to exile. So basically. Um, that was what I was doing here. And it will be very emotional after two years going home, uh, meeting my mom, you know, meeting my brothers, meeting my comrades. You know, it will be a very, very emotional day. But it's something that I am, I am prepared for, and I hope everything goes well. Uh, President Barrow is likely to be home uh, these days. We cannot tell you actually which, um, which day he will be, but likely it might be tomorrow. It can be Wednesday because the ECOWAS forces have to do security clear up because they believe that there are, there are still some hidden weapons that are not known to the incoming government. Mm. And 
President Jammeh attempt to undermine his regime. So these are all security steps um, the government is taking with ECOWAS and international partners to ensure that President Barrow return home and start work. So, Sonny, my last question, what's the first thing you're going to do when you get back to your homeland? No, I just need to get married. I get myself a wife. Still, I haven't got a wife. So that was something that a lot of them are waiting. When I get back home in New Gambia, um, I will get myself a wife. And if possible, I will establish my own media house and then, you know, start from there to keep... Because I, journalism is something that I love and nothing will separate me from this profession. Well, best of luck with that, Sonny, and thanks so much for talking to us. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. So that's the situation on the ground in the Gambia. You can check out Ludovica's articles on ibtimes.co.uk. And if you're listening on Acast, we've included rich links to some of them. Next week, we're talking to Julie Bindle, who's written a new book about the global sex trade. Until then, take care. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.